It's Homestyle Green, and this is episode 20. G'day, Matthew Cutler-Welsh here for another episode of Homestyle Green. It's, uh, I should start out with um, a note about today. Is the, it's the 22nd of February today, and that is quite a special day for, for certainly for our family. Uh, it's a day that changed our lives two years ago when it was the the second major earthquake in Christchurch. Uh, quite a lot changed for us on that day. Um, won't dwell on it for too long today, but basically I lost my job uh, on the morning of the 22nd of February. Um, was was made redundant from the job that I was in, which was um, selling insulation and, and, uh, and heating and working with a team of, of salespeople. Um, we had the earthquake and very, very, uh, obviously emotional, pretty pretty traumatic time, but very, very fortunate to be reunited as a family through all of that. Uh, and then 24 hours after that, our son, our third son was born. So we pretty much escaped from Christchurch after all that. That was enough action for a little while. And, um, one thing's led to another, and we not a day goes by. I think when when we're here in Auckland, and very very grateful for all the support that we've had, and the the friends and family that that uh, helped us to to be here, and of course very very grateful to have each other, and and I guess there's nothing like uh, an event like that to really put things into perspective, and. Certainly, I was actually down in Christchurch coincidentally earlier on today, uh, on on a uh, uh, for another meeting, and um, quite a poignant time to be there, obviously. But our thoughts definitely go out to everyone who's lost so much down there and is still faced with real hardship each day, and also to those who are working so hard to rebuild Christchurch. It's a fantastic opportunity down there. Now, there's so much going on and there's so much potential. There is a lot of hardship down there and there's a lot of stuff to get through still, but the, the opportunities are there. And uh, it was quite nice actually running around Hagley Park this morning. They're setting up for Ellerslie Flower Show, which is, an, is just one other positive sign of looking forward and, uh, and, and getting back to normal, but also celebrating the the great climate there and the, the beautiful things that that city does have to have to offer. So great to see things like that uh, in, in process. Uh, enough about that for today. Um, I want to do a quick shout out to Jeff Morgan. Uh, thank you very much for your email, Jeff, and for getting in touch. Really appreciate that. And a quick note that I, I love it when uh, people do email and, and get in touch any questions or any comments about the show, much appreciated at comments at homestylegreen.com. Um, Jeff has asked me a question all about reconciling costs of sustainable design and retrofit uh, options. I'm going to tackle that another time because I want to get on to today's episode, which is all about how to insulate your concrete slab. Now, concrete's a really great thing, and... I was a bit dubious about that for for quite some time because I I was very conscious of the fact that uh, concrete is a very energy intensive material to produce, and in a lot of places obviously emits a lot of uh, carbon dioxide and and uh, um, greenhouse gases in the production of cement 
which is the key ingredient for concrete. So uh, that I feel much more comfortable with knowing that put in the right place and in good design, concrete can um, do very, very good things for the for a house. And in fact, in New Zealand particularly, uh, if concrete is put in the right place in a house, it comes out very positive over the lifespan. And Seacans, um, uh, that's the Concrete and Cement Association of New Zealand, have done quite a lot of research into that issue, um, uh, sort of a life cycle analysis of the energy inputs and outputs of, of concrete as building material. But it, that all said, none of that is going to work unless that concrete is insulated. And this is something that quite surprised me when I first found out that the amount of heat loss that occurs on the outside of the concrete slab, so that's the around the side of the, the base of the house, is actually 80% of the, the loss of the floor. So that's not the that's not the total loss of heat from the house. That's just looking at the floor slab. 80% of the heat in most cases is lost out through the sides. And that's for a couple of reasons. One is because in general, we don't tend to insulate that bit. And also, it's because the air around the base of the house there on the perimeter is actually colder or does get colder than the ground underneath the house. So there is a big issue there for um, that needs addressing. And there are plenty of solutions around to insulate the edge of a slab. But the key message, I think, is if you are looking at building or even renovating, so if you're adding on a piece to your house or if you're building a new house, you definitely need to ask about getting the edge of that uh, floor slab insulated. And if the builder scratches their head and the designer says, no, we don't do that, uh, either get a new builder or find some resources. And I've got, I'll put some links in the show notes here and show them um, that there are plenty of acceptable solutions and just know that if you don't do that, then you're going to lose lots and lots of your heat out of that floor slab and you're going to lose a lot of the benefit, therefore, of having the thermal mass in your concrete. Anyway, that's enough from me. I caught up with Craig Lonsdale earlier this week and he comes from Axraft and they have a great solution for insulating floor slabs. Hope you enjoy the show and uh, please, if you do... Uh, like the show then would would be great to get your ratings over on iTunes and also do leave us a comment there or you can get in touch with me comments at homestylegreen.com thanks so much righty uh, thanks for joining us again this is uh, on another episode of Homestyle Green my name is Matthew Cutler-Welsh and with me on a Skype call today I have Craig Lonsdale who is a quantity surveyor and uh, where where are you based at the, at the or where are you today Craig? Uh, down in sunny Queenstown today. Sunny Queenstown, and you were telling me just before we hit record, what was uh, what do you think the temperature might have been there today? Uh, it was all of thirty two today, so um, yeah, the lake's pretty flat, and there's plenty of boats out there today, which is good. Good season news, yeah. Pretty staggering, and and I guess that's fairly topical as well because no doubt. Uh, Buildings need to perform in all sorts of conditions down that way. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, it's good to be you know cool in the in the summer and warm in the winter, which is what yeah. life's all about. So yeah, which is what we're going to talk about. But before we get stuck into that, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? What uh, what it is that you do, 
how and how you got into that what and what sort of inspired you to um, do what it is that you do today um, yeah well I studied quantity surveying in Otago um, and I built a couple of houses around Invercargill and Queenstown and uh, yeah now I'm the quantity surveyor for Max Raft and I just supply quotes and um, assist the builders in installing the, the Max Raft on site. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. We have a lot of repeat business. So once the builder does use Max Raft, they'll just keep coming back for more, which is really good. Yeah. And we don't really do a lot of marketing. It's all sort of word of mouth. So at the moment, the, the company's just sort of uh, growing at a serviceable amount, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah. Um, we do them New Zealand wide, Hamilton, Auckland, most of them around Queenstown, to be honest. But yeah, we're definitely sort of picking up a lot more. So we're doing about 10 or 12 a month at the moment, which is quite right. good. 10 to 12 houses? No, uh, just floors. Right. So we'll come into what the product is, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But before we do, what are your thoughts in general on the the New Zealand building industry and the state of our? Do, do you really do you think our houses are, are really any good? Um, and if not, what what's the major problem that you see with them? Um, well, definitely the houses are getting a lot better than what they were ten years ago. Um, yeah. Yeah, insulation-wise and, you know, with the earthquake in Christchurch, it gives everyone a bit of a shake-up and, you know, looks into it like that. Um, yeah, definitely having a well-insulated house, sort of, uh, you don't need to go to the doctor. I live in an insulated house and I haven't been to the doctor for about four years, which is quite good. Nice. Uh, um, yeah. No, when you, when you say when you say they're they're better than they were ten years ago, what's been the primary change there? Well, I don't know when double glazing uh, was come become mandatory, but that was a big thing. And then they upset up the um, insulation requirements a wee bit as well. So yeah, and and then the insulation and the foundation. So you know, there's a few points there. Yeah. So. Insulation of the foundation is uh, what we uh, what we're all about uh, today. Yeah. Now the code doesn't really require for very much. Um, you just need a little bit underneath the slab. Is that is that pretty much um, as you understand it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, we the max raft is quite on its own. We have a a polystyrene footing which goes under the footing and up the outside of the foundation wall. Yeah. Um, so it basically acts as a thermostat for the house. Like it, it does make a hell of a difference. Um, and it's got an RV of average uh, 3.5 throughout the whole floor. So it's definitely up there. People, most people wouldn't have that in their walls. So right. it does work well. There, yeah, that is substantially more than uh, is required for the, for, uh, the building code. And let's just look at that and, and try and describe, if you can, what a, a floor, a, a max raft floor looks like before the concrete's been poured. Because in, in most situations, um, there might be some sheets of poly, polystyrene just laid down 
uh, underneath where the slab's about to be poured, or in a lot of cases, it might just be um, pods where they're doing a raft-style floor, and, and there'll be lots of gaps in between straight down to the, the hard fill or the, or the foundation below that. Can you, can you sort of paint a picture for us of, of what a, an installation of Max Raft looks like before the concrete yep. goes down? Yep, definitely. Um, with other raft floors, you'll see um, where the hard fill lines are. That means that there's a lot of thermal bridging involved in those floors. Yep. With, the, with the Max Raft, all you see is polystyrene through all of the load-bearing thickenings through the footing and up the outside. So, um, yeah, under all of the load-bearing thicknings and the footings, we have 50 millimetres uh, of VH polystyrene, and throughout the rest of the area is 150 mils of S-grade polystyrene. So that's pretty much how it's worked out there. And can you, what do those grades mean for people that aren't familiar with polystyrene? Um, S-grade, funnily enough, means soft grade. Uh, I think that, that's got a compressive uh, value of about 75 kPa. Right. And BH is very hard, and it is actually very hard. Yeah. And, and um, that's got a compressive value of 165 kPa. So uh, most engineers will assume a site is 100 kPa so you can build on it under normal building circumstances. So that VH is essentially harder than the ground. Wow. And and that relates to the um, basically the weight of the house uh, that, or, or the, the force, the stress of the house resting on those foundations. Is that, is that what yeah, the main concern is? Yeah, so we've done four-story houses on hills and that sort of thing, but a basic um, one-story house might weigh about 30 or 40 kPa, you know, sort of thing. Wow. So it's substantially higher uh, rating than, than what would um, be a normal force uh, on top of a, a, yes. a foundation. Yeah. Yep. And so the area that you're looking at before the concrete truck turns up and starts pouring the, the foundation and the slab um, is all polystyrene. So you've got a complete... It's like a big mould. Right. So um, a big jigsaw. We all have a pre-cut. It comes to side to site and it's A, B, C, D. So, yeah, you basically put together a puzzle for a couple of hours and... Right. Um, you put the steel on it, and you're away. And so the the, the, the key principle is that you've got total isolation, uh, thermal isolation from the ground and the whole... And from the outside slab. temperature, yes. Uh, yep. And, and, and uh, that, of course, is very important as well, that from the outside edge, because the, the polystyrene goes all the way up the yep, outside. because a general house... Um, you could walk around and put your hand on the uh, the concrete foundation edge, and it's probably going to be warm if it's got you know underfloor heating because that will find the coldest point and thermal bridge to that area. Right. And um, 
you're, you're, of course, you're talking about the middle of win- winter now in uh, Queenstown, not not the middle of summer when it's 32 degrees. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and uh, the um, <clears throat> excuse me, the um, the other interesting thing about that you mentioned before was that was the tanking uh, underneath the polystyrene. Can you tell us what that yeah, is? Yeah, what we do um, basically. You put down the, the polythene for a start on the on your screeded floor, and um, that will come out past the foundation line. What we, you know, some other raft floors, they'll just cut that that polythene off and leave it sort of under the floor. But we recommend pulling it past, and then uh, we use a protecto tape, and you tank. You, uh, down the, the polystyrene foundation edge 75 mil and then out onto the polythene and then you can just plaster the whole um, polystyrene foundation edge there. That's the thing. If you want a fully insulated floor, you generally have to cover that polystyrene edge right around as well. But, right. Uh, and and so this, the, the polystyrene, the main function of that is to keep it water watertight. Is that correct? Yes, yeah. From the ground below. Yeah, and we've had some thermal um, reports done. I think it was a uh, a 300-square-metre house, and it was saving the guy, it was twelve to $1,500 a year in energy um, consumption. Right, based on, on the improved performance of that uh, floor to retain the heat. Yep, that's right. Um, it's quite interesting. He actually went electric under floor. He was an accountant, this guy. Because right. um, it was only sort of five grand, so he saved 10 grand, which he didn't have to borrow. And so that, that just went to, towards a slightly higher um, electric bills every year. Right. So, and then after 10 years, he didn't have to replace, you know, any any borders or anything. I'm not too sure if you do anyway, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's just a different way to look at things as well. Yeah, because you wouldn't normally think an electric oven floor heating would be very efficient, but I guess if, you, if your heat loss isn't a problem, then it uh, it changes, yeah, changes yeah. the picture a bit. Yeah, you don't need so much, and, well, you only use it for three, three or four months a year anyway, so... Yeah. Now, you mentioned twelve to $1,500 there. How does that compare with the... Uh, is there a premium for someone using uh, the MaxRive system over and above a standard um, pod, pod system? Yeah, that was over a standard pod floor with no, uh, well, with no insulation on the edges or under the, the, the things or anything like that. Right, and what would the, what would the typical um, extra cost for, for, for going to a... a a um, max raft system B is is it is it dearer well, than it's, a... it's pretty much on par is with it? a uh, standard raft floor. Um, probably the only difference is you might have to plaster the outside edge. Right. So basically, the uh, thermal uh, thermal mo- modeling engineer said that the general the standard raft floors have the same thermal properties as a conventional floor because of the amount of thermal bridging they, they do have. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
which is an interesting point because I think a lot of people use the RAF floor thinking that it's a much higher R value than, than what because it actually is. Yeah, yeah, because you do have so much bubble spar in there. But yeah, they're nice big, they're nice big chunks. Yeah, they're just using it for void formers. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get a lot of bridging in between them. Um, now, the other, the other interesting thing is you said that it comes on site as a big jigsaw. So what, what do you need? Is that those pieces just created from a, a CAD file from the, the drawing? Yep. Uh, we'll just get the, uh, the consent plans. We'll draw it all out on AutoCAD and we just pre-cut everything so then there's no wastage on site because, yeah, <laughs> no one likes polystyrene line, line around their site if it's not doing anything. So there's yeah. no waste on site. Um, any factory waste we get that's sent back to the uh, polystyrene manufacturer and they actually grind it up and send it back to China, which is uh, doing, doing the right thing as far as the environment goes as well. Right, so it can be, re, if not recycled, then uh, at least um, re-consumed into some sort of... Uh, um, I think they make a less quality polystyrene out of it. I'm not right. exactly too sure what they do with right. it. So... Do many people, because some people don't really like the idea of polystyrene, uh, do you get many um, concerns about um, the general environmental friendliness of using polystyrene? No. I think uh, none, really. Right. Yeah. And I, I guess partly that is because of that great performance that uh, it, it provides to the home. Yeah, and yep, and yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, now the I also wanted to talk about you mentioned earthquake resilience, um, you, and you mentioned that people were kind of um, thinking a lot more about the, the foundations. How how does it stack up in terms of earthquake? Um, earth, does it need extra strengthening in, if people are interested in this for Christchurch and other areas around the country? Yes, we, um, we're bringing out a max graph for TC2 and, and the TC3 one. It's a standard max graph that's fine for TC1. Um, it ticks a few of the boxes for the DBH as um, it creates a slip joint for all of the ground to move under it sort of thing, so right. it doesn't shake the, a lot out of the building and that sort of thing. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's got big foundation, a big foundation beams that go right around, and we we generally split our floors into big rafts as well. You know, sort of maybe four by four meters. Right. With the um, load bearing walls through the middle, so it's essentially quite a big raft. Yeah, right. So for those that aren't familiar with Christchurch, TC two and TC three are different categories of. Uh, ground that has been assessed at being uh, susceptible to liquefaction. Yep, that's right. With with TC three being a, a higher risk, is that the case? Yeah, I think TC three is all uh, you've got to have piles and that, but we can still put a max raft on top of that to tie all the piles in. Right, so that being, that's but, that's interesting. Yeah. So e even if you're needing to do a pile foundation TC three. You can yep. still have your 
uh, concrete floor and get all the thermal mass benefits of having concrete. Yes. Right. Well, that's good to know. Because I, I know that some people assume that if you're building with piles, you have to go to a, a suspended timber floor. Um, yes, I'm not exactly too sure. I'm not an engineer. We generally just send, we get a, a plan and a geotech and we just send it through to the engineer and he comes up with a, an answer. Yep. And then we send through the quotes. So yep. that's generally how it goes at the moment. Yeah, and it sounds like every case is, is uh, different up there, so it's probably worth investigating anyway because it, it's certainly of benefit to get that fully insulated floor slab, uh, if at all possible. Um, and look, the other thing, we were going to talk about cost and benefits, but I think we've already covered that. Um, are you able to give a, a, a quote to people from their, from their plans? What do, they need, what do people need to do if, they, if they're thinking about their foundations and they want to uh, look at different options? Yeah, we get the quotes turned over pretty quickly. Um, if anyone wants a quote, just send it through to info at maxr, which is maxr.co.nz. And uh, if you've got a geotech, send that through as well. Um, but yeah, we'll have you a quote within you know a few days. Nice. Yeah. And uh, just just finally. In general, if uh, if you know anyone who, or if someone was about to start the journey of building a new home or renovating an existing one, what advice would you give to them? Um, do a lot of research and uh, drive around a few new developments and get some ideas. And um, there's plenty of websites or blogs. Um, on there, so you can get on there and get some other people's opinions. Yeah, there's, there's uh, a lot, of, a lot to building a house with plenty of elements and um, plenty to learn, pretty much. That's I like that idea of driving around some new developments because there, uh, in a lot of places, there are a lot of those at the moment, and that is a really good way to visualize and see stuff in in real scale. Uh, yeah, and, just and, getting ideas. And, yeah, yeah, think about what you like and what you don't like. Because um, there's nothing worse than real estate photos that make things look uh, beautiful when you turn up and it's a pokey little hole. Yeah, I'll take photos off the good parts anyway. Yeah, yeah, with a wide-angle lens. <laughs> um, okay, now, what's the... You've, I'll, I'll put the email address in the the show notes there. That was info at maxr.co.nz. What is that yep. the best? Is that the the best way to get hold of you, Craig? Or, uh, or yeah, and there's oh eight hundred Max Raft as well. Oh eight hundred Max Raft. Going around for a yarn. Yep. Right. Hey, well, thank you very much for your time today, Craig. Really appreciate that. And um, I was really excited when I came across this product because uh, I have been looking. Well, I was actually really looking for a, a solution to show people. Um, a way to insulate the sides of the slab, but this goes even beyond that and, and has that full thermal isolation between the, the slab and the uh, the ground, which is, is pretty exciting. Probably something that's more common overseas, but great to know that there's a, an easy and um, practical solution available here in New Zealand. So, yeah, um, it's very easy, and you can generally have the, the floor down in a couple of days as well, so... 
Great. Save up to a week on your bill, which is a big sales pick as well, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, good good to mention that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get that one in there. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, thanks very much, Craig. really appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks a lot, Matthew. Uh, it's been good talking to you, mate. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. See ya. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Craig Lonsdale from MaxRaft. If you'd like to find out more information, then head on over to MaxR, that's M-A-X-R.co.nz, and you can download some technical information about MaxRaft, and there's also an email address there for getting directly in touch with their team. Um, Craig just wanted me to point out after the show that the, and it is good advice, if you do have TC3 land or even TC2, obviously you'll need a specific solution for that. So um, it's it's a little bit unclear as to exactly what is going to be allowed on, on each section and wouldn't want to um, misconstrued anything as uh, advice, particular advice. So you do need to see a professional if you are faced in that unfortunate situation of having some TC3 land, TC2. If you've got no idea what I'm talking about, it probably doesn't matter and uh, you don't need to know. So um, do seek professional help with any foundation, um, but the MaxRaft is but one solution that is a um, I recommend. Uh, that you have a look at and uh, there are others out there as well so hope that was useful Uh, drop us a line get in touch on facebook or email me on comments at homestylegreen.com love to hear from you and uh, that's it for now we'll talk to you again next week